Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer, host of Best of Us Investors. And for those of you who have come here on a regular basis, you can see I've gotten dressed up for you today. I even shaved and, and uh, I'm in my financial planner uniform. This is what I used to wear when I met with my financial planning clients. And the question that they always would ask is, how long is this market going to stay up? Is it going to crash? And the answer to that question, it is it inevitably crashes. It inevitably corrects. The question is not, will it happen? The question is, when will it happen? And how far will it go down? And how long would it last? And what should I do to prepare for it and be in a position where I can either benefit or survive it? That's the question. So that's what I want to address today. And I want to say that I think we are approaching a perfect storm. And as investors, we need to prepare for it. And we need to analyze the situation and say, what's going to get hit the hardest? And what's going to recover the fastest? And if we can do that, we can make good financial decisions, good investment decisions. Uh, if we understand our tax code, we can keep more of what we make. And if we get really good at what we're doing, we can create some family wealth. And that's why I'm here. That's what I'm trying to do for my tribe. The group of people who want to come together, put our minds together, and achieve our three goals. So that's what I'm going to talk about in this video, and I hope you'll stay with me. I want to show you some historical information, and I want to show you where I think the opportunities lie in what I believe is the perfect storm that is headed our way. Talk to you in a second. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Will there be a market crash or correction, whatever you want to call it? And I guess the differentiation is how deep it goes and how long it lasts. Let me show you the chart that I have built and I refer to regularly on my trading views software. There's a link to it in the, uh, in the description if you'd like to duplicate or do something similar. Because I think it, if you look at history, the future becomes obvious. So let's look at this chart. As you can see, uh, the Dow or the S&P has moved on a steady path. And that's the, uh, the red and, and blue line, jagged line there. And then the, 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 um, the heavy blue line is our money supply. And I measure money supply by the, our, our national debt. And I run back all the way to the, when I was born on September 5th, 1944. And I can, and I lay out the events that have occurred. But as you can see, one, once we get the, uh, S&P gets out of touch with the money supply, the debt, um, we have a correction. We saw that in the dot-com bubble. The other element that goes into it is what we might call over-exuberance um, about the market, which creates that surge, okay? And then you see it crashes and it comes, it comes back down. And then it climbs back up as the money supply increases. 
and then it hits a, it loses touch and it comes back down. And so we've seen that, um, and, and what has continued to make this market work is the money supply was increasing almost in tandem with the, the S&P 500. And then we had the subprime crisis, which brought it back in touch. But then immediately the money supply came on very strong and we, we went up. My belief is we're a little out of touch with the money supply. And so we will see the crash. And then, so then something has to Sub, uh, make that crash happen. And I give you a list in the thumbnail and, and it's, I've, I've pictured it in the form of rain. Um, we're looking at inflation, uh, 30 year high. Hmm. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an indication, a broken supply chain. We've never had the unavailability of goods on a Christmas season or any other time that I know of. Uh, that we're going to have in the coming months. Interest rates going up, not much, but they they are, and Powell says there will probably be three interest rate increases in 2022. So we need to know that. There's an unusual amount of labor shortage where restaurants and, and retail outlets can't find people to work. We have a China bubble, and what I'm referring to there is a huge real estate bubble that's going to affect the China market, and it's going to have a ripple effect across the world as defaults on uh, real estate loans uh, in China ripple through the world. So that's a part of the storm. Uh, real estate prices in the United States and around the world are hitting all-time highs. Bitcoin is up to $60,000 uh, a, a coin. Um, the Dow's at a record high. The Nasdaq's at a record high. The S&P's at a record high. Uh, our, our debt is at $28 trillion and, uh, and increasing. And Joe looks like he'll get his package through. And then he's stepping up for another uh, $3 trillion. So that's going high. And then we have a record trade deficit. The, our trade deficit with China is we have allowed it to get way out of proportion. So that's the storm. That's what's that's what we've got to look around and say, what's happening here and what is going to be the net effect of it? And I believe that the net effect of it is going to be a correction in the stock market. So if you believe those things are real, and the economy will be affected. And I haven't even mentioned the 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 um, the, the corona crisis. I I you know um, that we don't know where that's going to go. I guess we need to add that as part of the storm. Put that on the sheet there, uh, Jack. Okay. So how long will it take to recover? Uh, or first of all, how deep will it go? And so again, let's go back to our chart um, on trading views. And you can see that in the dot-com bubble, the NASDAQ was hit the hardest. The NASDAQ lost 90% of its value. Yeah, 90%. Now you need to understand it was heavily laden with uh, dot-com stocks. And that's where 
the over-exuberance and the overvaluation was, was the, the most severe. I would say the only stock that I can think of right off of the top of my head that was valued as stocks were in the dot-com bubble is Tesla. It's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. And if you can think of any others that compare to the valuations of the dot-com stocks to what we have to, to today, anything other than Tesla, let me know. So in the dot-com bubble, the, the NASDAQ went down 90%, the S&P went down 40%. Quite a big difference there. And, and I think it's easy to understand why. It was valuations, okay? Then we look at the subprime crisis, what a lot of people prefer to call the real estate crisis. The S&P dropped 57.7%, and the NASDAQ dropped 39.2%. Again, because the, the S&P was heavier with banks and financial institutions and real estate, as opposed to the NASDAQ as was more technology. But it still dropped 39%. Then the next question is, okay, if that gives us a, a barometer as to how much it might, this correction might affect on my, my values, how long is it going to last? Because the history also tells us, and that looking at the chart again tells us, it ultimately will go back up. It doesn't go down and then continue to go down. The, the ultimate trajectory will be going up because of innovation, because of efficiencies in our, our production, and because of adjustments to bad decisions that we've made in the past. Okay? So we know it will ultimately go up, but how long will it last? Well, the dot-com bubble, for us to regain that 40% uh, drop in the S&P 500, took six years. Uh, excuse me, took eight years. The dot-com bubble took eight years, and the subprime crisis took six years. I suspect that if and when our next correction crash occurs, that number will come down again. It will take somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, probably two to four years for it to reach its new values. Now, what I think also will happen is we, ha we are in a state, in a position that we've never been in before. The change in, the, in uh, innovation and the disruption of industries has never been comparable to this. Yes, the, the dot-com bubble, or excuse me, the, the data revolution is comparable but not to the magnitude that we are right now. And I want to point back to the, the industries that I think are going to recover the fastest because of the innovation. And I want to, the first one uh, I want to call health cure. And I'm using that der derivation of health care because we're going to move away from health care where we care for your disease to where we cure for your disease. And this is going to be driven by one of my primary interests, and that is biotech genome sequencing, genome editing, uh, cell therapy, um, the, the things that the coronavirus has spurred 
within the medical community to save lives or to eliminate diseases as opposed to treat diseases. The other thing we have to recognize is that the supply chain will drive the market back further. Number one, because we're going to spend money to correct the huge error that we made 20 years ago as we basically gave up the status of uh, superpower. And that is, in 1945, we became the superpower as a result of becoming the manufacturing hub for the world. Well, 20 years ago, we gave that, we started to give that away to China so that we could have cheaper prices, so that we could pay 25% less for our running shoes and 25% less for our TVs and all the electronic products that we were making that we wanted to consume. So we changed from a manufacturing um, country to a consumer country and we gave up the supply chain. We have to get that back. And that will be made possible by a change in the way we manufacture. And that is to eliminate human beings from the assembly line and replace them with 3D printing and robotics. So we know that those sectors, after a crash, will come back faster the the health cure and the supply chain. Also, we know that our automobile industry is in the the verge of a major change, and that's what has given birth to many, many millionaires and a one or two billionaires uh, of Tesla. But uh, if you've seen my videos before, you know that I believe that that is a bubble, Tesla in itself. So, but that will be a driving force that will recover faster than than the overall market. And then the metaverse. Now, this is probably, this is a, 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 a change in progress. And I want you to go and watch this video with Gary Vanderchuk and uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg. This is a rare opportunity to see a very intelligent man interview one of the smartest people in the world, and that is Gary interviewing Mark. Um, it, the, the, I, I just, I, I, I cringed. I, the, the hair stood up in the back of my neck when I listened to Mark explain very candidly what he sees happening in our future. And this is a video that you need to save and you need to watch and you need to understand and then create a, a, a mission to truly understand what is about to happen in the metaverse. I did a video just the other day where I showed, shared with you what I'm buying in the metaverse and how I'm going about it and, and what companies I believe are going to, th- there are two things that are going to happen in the balance of my lifetime that are going to be just unbelievable. And that is medic health cure through genome sequencing and, and genome editing and the metaverse. If, if I can just live to see these two come through fruition, my life will be complete. Okay, so what am I going to do? I have right now about 140000 in cash. I, I'm running about a, a million dollar portfolio on my Discord. Uh, what I want to do 
is increase that to roughly 200,000, which would bring me up to about 20%. There's a few stocks in my portfolio that just don't quite fit exactly the pace that I want. And, and I made them, I bought them for reasons that uh, were a little personal. And so uh, I will be trimming them and I'll let you know which of those as I do it. Um, if you're a part of our Discord, I give um, uh, trading alerts every time I trade stock to my Discord members. And then we sit down every Friday afternoon. In fact, I'm, I'm filming this video uh, on Friday morning at three o'clock and we have a Zoom call and we talk about the market and what transpired over the past week and what we see happening. And this all will be a part of that discussion. So if you wanna become a part of our community, or our tribe, um, just go to Best of Us Investors, leave me your uh, name and your email address, and I'll send you an invitation. So I guess I believe we're facing a perfect storm. That's the essence of this. Uh, I, I, I just do not see how we can afford a crash or a correction, whichever term feels more comfortable to you. But it's not anything to be concerned about because ultimately, this stock market is going to explode to the upside, but we've got to bring some things under control. We've got to bring the supply chain back and, and, and we've got to get this China situation taken care of. Uh, there was a very good interview um, this morning on Squawk Box with Eric Cantor, and he made the statement, and I just cheered when he said it, 20 years ago, we decided that we were going to give up the manufacturing in our country for lower prices, and now we're paying the price for it, and we've got to get it taken care of. Look that up. It's Eric Cantor. He used to be uh, a Republican um, majority whip, I believe, and got uh, voted out, and now he's making more money as a lobbyist, I suspect. Okay, I'll talk to you again tomorrow.